All right. It is another edition of In the Kitchen here on a great Sunday night. Big sports weekend for everyone. Got literally every sport happened this weekend. If you count the uh, Olympics commercials too, there was like swimming and gymnastics as well this weekend. But big weekend. Joey, not here. He's driving cross country. He is, uh, I, what did he say? He's visiting every Golden Corral in the country. Is that what he's, he's doing this weekend? Was, yeah. yeah that's, what that's, what, was. that's what he's up to right now. Uh, so we miss him, but it's okay. We're still here. We have Bills, uh, Bills Dolphins going on right now as well. It's winding down the fourth quarter. So we'll keep you updated on that if there's any drama. Uh, we got about three minutes left. Let's see. They're doing a Josh Allen, John Elway comparison. I would love to hear what Mike Tirico was saying about that right now. Okay. Um, what do you think? What if you had to guess? What's the comparison? Just quarterback, both NFL quarterbacks. Oh, it yeah, is both NFL quarterbacks, and they're both big. Oh, it's just the the play was similar. I think. What is this? Gotcha. Oh, running a little too much. Okay, I I kind of see where they're going with this one a little bit. Okay, yeah, helicopter esque. I see. I I can see where the comparisons go. Okay. Do we wait okay. though for two Super Bowls? Is that? Is that we wait for? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Okay, let's, let's, that. let's wait for that one quick. But we'll keep you updated on that. But we have a bunch to get into first. And we're going to start – or we got uh, college basketball coming up. A little mm-hmm. Patino talk maybe. Or St. John's might be back. Uh, you got – and then, of course, the, the playoff. The national championship is tomorrow, Zach. Tomorrow. It's today as you listen to this. Uh, so hopefully you're listening to it before the game. We'll do it a lot on that. But we're going to start with week 18 – in the NFL, uh, weird week, always. Used to be week seventeen. Used to be, but now week eighteen. It's always weird. The last week of the NFL season. Uh, you get some teams are trying. You get some good games. And you get a lot of stinkers. Hey, a yeah. lot of games that, uh, you know, in the afternoon slate today. Scott Hansen, the poor guy, uh, he just doesn't know what to do. This is how he's going out on the season, and he's covering a bunch of games where no one cares. Mm-hmm. No one's trying. Uh, and it's a shame that that's how it works, but. This is this is the NFL. This is how it works. Uh, I do like though because there are a lot of guys not trying. But then you guys, even if they're told, okay, don't try, like we don't care. And I don't think guys are told that, but it's like eh, we we don't really care. There's also contract incentives though, where guys are just going all out, you know, in the middle of the play. It it looks very different. Yes, I do like that. Um, but we're gonna start on Saturday, and definitely the game of the day was Texans Colts. Maybe game of the weekend still. Texans yeah. Colts. Um, yeah. Awesome on a Saturday night. Uh, I will say this game reminded me too. The Colts uniforms, I think, are some of the most classic best in the NFL. Is there a bad like in, in exclude alternates from this? Is there a okay. bad uniform in the NFL? Like just everyone's home and away. Is there a really like just this is a bad uniform? This is a bad kit. Because I don't th- I don't think so. I think everyone says pretty good. I mean, yeah, you can be like, okay, the retros are better. Oh, I wish we wore the Houston Oilers uniform still. But everyone's uniform is pretty solid. I was, yeah, I was thinking about that's that. that's a good point. I don't think there's necessarily a really bad uniform. Uh, and I thought the Colts, they look great. But unfortunately, that's the last time we're going to see the Colts uh, uniform because this was a playoff game. This was the playing tournament for the NFL was Texans-Colts. Uh, the Texans didn't officially win the division in this game, but they are now division champions. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Colts... Uh, unfortunate because I, as much as I do love CJ Stroud, right? I, I have no problem with him being in the playoffs. The Texans are a very fun team, but also Gardner Minshew in the playoffs no. would have been hilarious. But, yeah, but it, we're not getting it. It's probably a good thing because I, I, the Texans are a better, better team than the Colts. Yes. Um, and we, this was the narrative with the Colts this season. It was like, we checked in on them in week 12 and it was like, oh my God, the Colts are eight and four. 
the Colts have like the third best record in the AFC right now. What's going on? Uh, if you were to ask me, I thought they were like five and five and seven. Uh-huh. What the heck is the Colts doing? Uh, but Colts for, you know, they start the season out with Anthony Richardson. Remember that guy, right? Like, oh my gosh. Remember yeah. like when they played with Anthony Richardson the first three weeks, you know, the, you people forget Gardner's the backup quarterback, right? And mm-hmm. he played great this season. Like you, he got as about as much as you can ask for. He won a lot of big games for him, nearly won them this game. Uh, they did end up losing it for him. Uh, to start off the game, though, I so I bet the Colts, truth be told. Right? Uh, you get that field goal drive. It's like, okay, we're feeling good. And then the first play of the Texans, they're talking CJ, you know, all the stuff he's been through. He drops back in the pocket the first play and just 75-yard bomb <laughs> to Nico Collins on the first play. You're like, it's over. All right? it's not, you, How do you come back from that? Uh, the Colts did end up coming back. This was a great game. Based off the start, I thought this was going to be a super high scoring, like 48-45. Goes into almost a standstill after that. Uh, Nuka Conzo did amazing. Uh, nine receptions, 195 yards on nine targets, too. Every ball that went his way, he caught. And he made sure of this, too, because technically, one of them, I think CJ Stroud was just trying to get rid of it and throw it away. And Nico Collins turned it into like a 15-yard toe-touching reception. Uh, so he's a stud. He's great. Um, and two, the Texans do have rece- uh, injuries at receiver too, and the receiving core looking this good, and they, they're turning like fullbacks into receivers. It's just whoever they want. A fullback caught a touchdown in this game. Exactly. Wide open, wide open touchdown. <laughs> wide open touchdown. Uh, I heard a little bit. Former Bronco caught caught it, but uh, the Texans' offense, especially when CJ Stroud is uh, healthy, it was a little all over the place when it was Case Keenum, but it's it's playoff good. Like I would, especially I would jump up the AFCs. That I don't. We're still waiting on the official AFC playoff picture, but when they whoever they play, it's going to be a mess. It's going to be tight. How crazy is this that they turned out this good? Yeah, I mean, so the Texans were like they're going to have potentially the coach of the year, offensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year, and then well, it wasn't for very like I think Lamar pretty much has MVP locked up now, but there was discussion of CJ Stroud MVP for a long early, time. Early on. Yeah. Early um, on. And it's a, it's a shame. So Puka Nakua set the rookie receiving yards record today. Um, mm-hmm. And I saw that and I was like, wow, it's such a shame. Because like Jamar Chase ran away with offensive rookie of the year, right? Mm-hmm. And he's third on that list. Puka Nakua just had the best rookie receiving uh, rookie receiving season ever. Mm-hmm. Ever. Catches and yards. And everyone's like, it's obviously CJ Stroud. It's the offensive yeah. rookie of the year. It's tough. It's tough, but it's I can't blame him. CJ Stroud has been playing that good. The Texans been playing that good. And think about it too. Last year, just week 18s, right? This is literally year to date stuff. Week 18 last year for the uh for, for the Texans. They had a um sorry, uh, I'm blinking now. Oh yeah, it was the um it, they had the throw to the end zone against the Colts, playing the same team for the first overall pick. Potentially. That's right. They had to lose and they ended up winning. I'm trying to think of that. Who's the quarterback with the neck? What is his name? That's what I was fumbling over. The neck. Davis Mills. Mm. Biggest neck in football. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, oh, they had to lose and they ended up winning on a Hail Mary, right? Which gave the Bears the first overall pick. Everyone was clowning them. They were like, oh, this is why this is like they. That pass happens like, this is why we're not going to get Bryce Young now. We're going to be stuck with C.J. Stroud. And look at where you are. Amazing. 
Uh, there's a clear like and though it's one year and you never know. There's a clear difference between those two quarterbacks. I know one's in a very bad situation in in Carolina. Yes. And CJ Stroud just happened to get probably the best coaching hire mm-hmm. that could have been asked for. And then, you know, not a bad team around, but there's a clear difference in what those two guys look like. Yes. No, the CJ Stroud has looked like the best rookie quarterback for sure this season. Yes. It's not even close. Um, and those are the kind of takes you get from this podcast. We can tell you that CJ Stroud is the best rookie quarterback, right? That's right. Now. Absolutely. Um, that's what you come here Nowhere for. Else. No one else Nowhere is going to tell you that. All right, Nowhere you can else. go. Li- you can go listen to ESPN tomorrow. Nowhere They're not going to tell you that. Ain't saying right? that. They don't have these kind of brains. Okay, uh, but this game though, it comes down to, uh, it comes down to the final drive for the Colts. They get their chance, and they out of a timeout, they call up a good play. They get Tyler Goodson wide open, and unfortunately, Minshew he throws a little bit behind them, and then also Goodson he does Tyler Goodson he does get his hands on the ball. Um, which if you saw his post-game interview, that's what basically he was saying. He was like, this is on me. This isn't on Gardner. Like, it's the NFL. I got my hands on it. I got to catch it. Um, but I think it's a little bit of both, honestly. Uh, it won a great pass. Like, I, I think as an NFL pass. quarterback, make, should hit him in the chest there. Yeah. Uh, but also, I think Tyler Goodson has a point. Like, he's like, yeah, I probably should catch that. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's like, You okay, should catch he, it, but that's got to be a better pass. Yeah. yeah. We love Gardner Mitchell on the show, but, man, it's that's yeah. got to be a better pass. And we also There's love nobody over there. Lob it, lob it up. And we also love Tyler Goodson, Hawkeye legend. That's right. Yeah, we love, Tyler, we love Tyler Goodson. I found that out uh, about three minutes ago. About three minutes ago, Hawkeye legend. <laughs> um, but it, and if you're curious too, so Steichen had the same opinion as you because immediately after he chews out Gardner Mitchell, mm-hmm. yep. he's chewing him out bad. Uh, he's like, "That's on you. Uh, this is we lost because of you." Basically, in his ear right away. Tough. You know, it's the NFL, but it's like, okay. Um, and this is a chance because I was sitting here. Uh, I'm sitting watching the game. I'm like, wow, Gardner's leading. Potentially the game-winning drive to send the Colts to the playoffs. Hey, whoa, 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 hang on. Jonathan Taylor is leading the potential game-winning. Okay. Gardner <laughs> Minshew is the quarterback of a game-winning drive right now. And I'm sitting here like, okay, let's say Gardner Minshew takes the Colts to the playoffs. Right. I'm thinking a few things. It's like, okay, one, would Anthony Richardson have him in the same spot? Or would they be better? Or where would they be at? And with like a rookie quarterback, I don't. I think there's a chance it's worse, mm-hmm. but it's also Absolutely. it's still it's still Gardner Minshew. And I'm like, okay, let's say he wins a playoff game. Is Anthony Richardson still start week one next year? But you, but you can like you can tell there's still not apps. I don't know what it would look like with Anthony Richardson. We're talking about, but like even on that yeah. final drive, like they don't have a lot of faith in Gardner. No. And you can kind of see too. So he underthrew he underthrew the ball to Tyler Goodson, and you could see too where he would go deep for a lot of guys. And it's just off a little bit. The oh. connection's not there. Um, and look, I like Gardner Minshew. He way exceeded expectations, right? But it's like, okay, maybe there's a reason he's not a full-time. He wasn't the start of week one. Yes. There's probably your reason. Uh, so I, I think it'll be interesting. Like, I don't know what uh, Anthony Richardson, again, it's like, holy cow, that was like 16 weeks ago. Now he probably started like, I, I'm assuming he's going to be a start of week one next year, but I don't know. Like, I think there's definitely some stuff going on with the Colts next year. I think there's things to think about the offseason. Yeah, they're, I mean, it's a Bible franchise. They always seem to kind of figure it. Like, they'll have, like, yeah. one or two down years tops, and then they're, like, back. And then they get Andrew Luck. Then they get Andrew Luck. They get, um, like, they rebuild that offensive line. Like, mm-hmm. they're going to figure it out. Like, it's a well-ran organization. And yeah. so you expect them to kind of, get it together or kind of build off what they have. And 
Like that, you would think that there's going to be a better chance of them taking a next step to getting that playoffs next year than there would be to take a step back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with this game too, like I said, I bet on the Colts, right? I was rooting for them. That loss hurt. But it is like the Texans in the playoffs is a much better product. Like, it's yes. going to make for a much better game. Yes. All right. It's going to be more entertaining. That's This is just how it works. Uh, and not that like, and again, the Texans, like rooting for them. Fun team. I don't have anything against them. Uh, I like to see these kind of stories. Like I liked it last year when the Jaguars made the playoffs after being one in uh, being one in sixteen. Mm-hmm. Right, that's what I like. Uh, boy, there are so the NFL is such a long season. Can you believe I just it's, said that Anthony Richardson was the quarterback sixteen weeks ago? Sixteen weeks ago. What were we even doing then? Was was Obama president back then? I think that it was, was going on. W. I think it was um, H. Yeah, I mean, H. No, I don't think it was that far back. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Far, but... Uh, but yeah, definitely game. Of the, I feel like game of the weekend. That yeah, can get my stamp. Texans Colts. Yes, game absolutely. of the day for sure. Over oh, 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 yeah. oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Over the stink fest Steelers Ravens. But uh, Titans twenty eight Jaguars twenty is where we're gonna go. Vrabel, he's done it. Vrabel masterclass. Because uh, the Titans again, and you could hear from the commentators too. It felt like they were talking more, at least for the first half. Like they were talking about how bad the Titans were, but then you're looking at the mm-hmm. scoreboard and you're like, I don't know, guys. I mean, <laughs> are we watching the same game? Because uh, I feel like the Titans are going to win this game. I don't know what's going on here. Uh, but this is a huge moment, too, where you forget sometimes, too. Like some of these teams just like, you, you worry when it's like, okay, the Titans, their season's been over for a while. Jaguars, they need to win here. Do the Titans show up? And sometimes, like, I think the right coaches, motivate guys to still play and they motivate them to play spoiler. And I think that's just what happened here. Uh, and I, it doesn't surprise me coming from Vrabel, uh, a coach that seems to be liked by his players very much is able mm-hmm. to motivate his guys to get a win here. Uh, the Jaguars though. I mean, good God guys like the, this, what collapse, this collapse in the past month and a half is historic. It's so unfortunate what has happened. And I get there's injuries, issues and stuff, but I mean, come on. Like, you you had a, a playoff spot locked up for sure. They were the one seed <laughs> like, at one point about, what, let's see. That would have been November about two months ago. November is not that long ago. It ain't that long ago. November like, they were, is they were buying for a one seed. November is separation time around Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Is like these are contenders and pretenders. And they were firmly in the contenders. And now they're not going to be in the playoffs. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, though, I, I'm going to be a T-Law guy until he, he's out of the league. I'm always going to believe in Trevor Lawrence. Um, and this is my thing too, is I just, I see guys make cool plays in college and I just, no, no matter how many bad plays they make in the NFL, I'm like, okay, they're good. But I feel like I've seen enough good Trevor Lawrence in the NFL too, where I'm like, I think he can be a good quarterback. I think he's, he's fun. I mean, yeah. he's, a, he's a really good NFL quarterback. Like I saw a lot of the like McDonald's memes or Trevor Lawrence. I'm like, I don't know if that's warranted. Like he did, <laughs> he did have plays. Like there was a fourth down late in the game where he missed an open guy. And I'm like, this is, is this the same Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I'm not sure. Things seemed really off today for the Jaguars. Things seem off in general for them in the past few months. But, uh, I mean, credit to the Titans, though. Like Tannehill, by the way, this is a Tannehill game after they promised mm-hmm. us Will Levis uh, the whole year. We got Tannehill for this game. He Tannehilled up this game as much as he could. Like his stat, his stat line, right? If I gave you every QB in the NFL stat line, I guarantee you you could identify which one was Ryan Tannehill based off I this stat line. What was it? 168 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. That's Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, that's Ryan Tannehill. That's, <laughs> Ryan, Tannehill. that's Ryan Tannehill's stats. He's done it again. Uh, 
shout like the this was the Titans tightened up this game as much as they could. It would only be more tightened up if they won this game 20 to 17, but okay. still felt very Titan esque. Uh, biggest thing about this game though that I'm going to take away. Uh, Derrick Henry at the end. What just happened to the Bills game? I'm seeing cheering. Is it over? I think it's over. Oh, oh no! What just happened? Tua looks very upset. Oh, and there's an injury. I think they're cheering for an injury right now. What? What? What happened? It's an interception. Oh, wait a minute. Oh yeah, that's picked, and that'll seal the game. That will be the mm. the, the Bills have won twenty-one to fourteen, mm-hmm. and get mm-hmm. a. Uh, they I win think that, they win the AFC East. They They're do. Two seed. They're and they, how crazy they, is that? If they lost this game, they were the seventh seed. Yep. <laughs> do they? Is it the same scenario where now they play the Dolphins again, but it's in Buffalo? Is that how this yes, works? Yes, that's how it works. Wow. So the Flip. the the yep, the Dolphins have to go to Buffalo next week. Did you see that face? Unbelievable. Do or, or do we want to talk to the night football just later? I'm not. I, I don't have a TV in front of me. I'm okay. watching. I'm okay. my we'll, we'll talk about it more later. Uh, but big thing from Titans Jaguars. Derrick Henry, post game, goes out and makes a speech to after the fans have cleared the stadium. Like there's not a lot of fans <laughs> still in there. Um, he makes like the presidential address. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's like okay, uh, let's take a knee, America. Derrick Henry is coming to talk, and he does like a thank you speech, like a. Uh-huh. See you later. Best eight kinda. years of my life. Yeah, yeah like you say, this is the best eight years of my life. Like, it'd be one thing. He was like, "Hey, thank you so much, Titan Faithful, for being here. We'll be back next season." It's like, yes, that's our guy. Thank you. Uh-huh. That seemed like a farewell. It was. He, that was it seemed like he's gone. He's not gonna. I don't think he's gonna be Titan Week One next year. No. Denver Bronco. That's what, that's what that was. The future Bronco. I I'm hearing murmurs. <laughs> Sources are telling me. Sources have been telling Sources me. Sources within your own it's crazy. camp. You want to go? You want to? Within my own camp, they've the sources have confirmed to me the future Broncos are as follows: Michael Penix Jr., uh-huh. Cooper, Cooper DeGene, Trevor Lawrence, and Derrick Henry. All future Broncos. Okay. Okay. Wow. All right. Rebid. I like it. And Jameis. Reload. And Jameis. Okay. And Jameis. Because uh, he's a leader, and we're going to get into that in a little bit. But. Uh, wow. He just for leadership qualities is why we're having Jameis. But that's more important than anything that's happened in this game. Is that it was like what what's stopping Derrick Henry from just going to the like the Ravens and just super deep? Nothing. Nothing. What's stopping that from like, happening? Oh God, imagine him in that uniform. Oh man, that all black. What what do you do oh, if, in a scary. backfield with Derrick Derrick Henry and Lamar Jackson? What do you do? Oh, they, I mean, I don't hope know. they just don't show up. Yeah, hope it's, yeah, hope, they, hope, it's hope it's week eighteen. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not Lamar Jackson <laughs> back there, and it's raining. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I was really I was surprised by that, and also too, it's like, hey guys, uh, maybe the best Titan ever is making a speech right now, and you guys are all in the parking lot. Uh huh. <laughs> what are we doing here? Uh, I wonder if that was planned. Was he like, hey, um, PR lady, uh, marketing guy, make sure I have a microphone after this game's over. Okay. Yes. Do you think he was like that? Or did he literally just see like the PA announcer? He was like, your final score, you're from Nissan Stadium. And then Derrick Henry grabs the microphone and he's like, hold on, Taylor, I'm going to let you finish. But I, I want to thank yeah. I want to thank the great city of Nashville and everything that they've given me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure. And I don't know where we might see a completely different Titans team next year. Yes. Let's oh, say yeah. Derrick Henry's gone. You probably, I'm oh, okay, we'll see Will Levis. 
Tan- yeah, Will Lovesbury, Tannehill's gone. Real Tannehill's quick editor gone. note, uh, the Dolphins play at the Chiefs. Ooh. Um, and the Steelers play at the Bills. Oh, those are very so interesting just, uh, We'll get there, but yeah, I want to just clean okay. that up before, Thank you. before we um, dive in. Yep. No, totally good. Because Vrabel, probably gone, too. Uh, I've I've heard many murmurs, Vrabel, next coach of the Patriots. Okay, so I was, they're not getting rid of, okay, that, yeah. Lots of murmurs. Um, you don't think the Patriots just want to, like, go a different style and stylistic direction? Who do you get? Yeah. Ron Rivera? Like, yeah, who are you getting right now? Nathaniel yeah, Hackett? That makes sense. <laughs> Sean Payton. Um, Brian Ferentz. Ooh, I, yeah. What's, Je- what's Jeff Fisher doing? System. What's Jeff Fisher doing right now? Yeah, you get think, him? Yeah, Vrabel to the Patriots. That, that would make sense. Like, but, yeah. Yeah, it's like, I don't know who you, That's probably the best free agent coach. Or are you yeah. going to get uh, what's his name again? Fired two seasons in a row, pa- uh, Panthers coach. Oh, oh uh, Frank Wright. Oh, please. <laughs> right, you just yeah, get Frank Wright. <laughs> he goes for a three-peat, the triple crown. Fired three seasons oh, in a row. <laughs> um, I did see a rumor today uh, that it was Harbaugh potentially. I've seen that too. Well, Harbaugh is yeah. rumored to coach four different everywhere. Teams. Yes, yeah. Yeah. he's going to coach. Uh, he's also coaching the Olympic team, the flag football yes, team. Next that's year. right. Um, but that would not he, surprise me one bit if he coaches the flag football yes, team. Yes, that wouldn't would not. No, surprise it's going to be someone weird. Is, is that this Bob summer? Stoops? Yes, yeah, this summer twenty four. Oh, it would be Bob Stoops. Or no, I'm saying like it would be like Matt Leinart is the coach. This is like totally out of the blue. blue Marshawn Lynch. Oh yes, they no they should you know they should have run out Lee Corso out there to be the the flag football uh, coach. Oh, <laughs> they got to run out Lou Holtz, Lou Holtz, DC. Uh, Lee Corso, OC, and then oh, geez, who's the, like the ghost of Bobby Bowden is the is like the defensive analyst Terry know. Terry Bowden. Yeah, um, or his uh, his wife is still alive. She can she can coach. That'd be cool. Uh, Falcons seventeen, Saints thirty eight, or forty eight, forty eight, right? forty eight. Controversial forty eight. Controversial forty eight. Typo on my end, but. This was supposed to be a game. I was looking forward to this game a bunch. I and this is would be. leave it to this division where they have a playoff, like a playoff game essentially here. Like uh-huh. both teams can are trying to win the division still, and it's just a, a blowout. It's not uh-huh. even close. Uh, for it, it, there was moments in the beginning where I'm like, is is Dustin or is Desmond Ritter figuring this out right now? Like, is he is he forming into a playoff quarterback right before our eyes? Right before uh, week eighteen. And then it's over, and then it's not yeah. happening. Uh, and it's a shame too because I is sitting preseason with the Falcons, and like, is your season a total failure? No, like they were fine. Mm. But it, I, I feel like if you go look at the the Falcons roster and see who they drafted, they should have been a lot better than they were. And that's where you give a question mark. Is it like it? It seemed this maybe not a failure. It seemed dysfunctional at times. Yeah, and I don't know if it's like an Arthur Smith thing because uh, yeah. I think he, he's. A better coaching gets credit for, but then you're like, oh shoot, he was running like a tight end throwing screen passes to tight end three while like they're f- like two first round picks block, you yeah. know. So it's uh, and look, I'm not an NFL coach, but there's some weird moments. Uh, but uh, obviously, the story of this game is on the last play of the game, they run out Jameis, the Saints do, they're on the goal line. It is uh, you're assuming they're going to kneel it out, but they run the ball in to uh, get another touchdown, run up the score in the game. 
Arthur Smith goes to shake hands uh, at the end of the game, and he says that's effing bullshit. He's very pissed. And then you had another coach come by and is like uh, yelling uh, things too. And this is – you forget sometimes like uh, – I when I think rivals, right, I immediately go to college. Uh-huh. And I think I forget sometimes like these – a lot of division teams really don't like each other, right? Uh-huh. So that's what I'm thinking first. Like the Saints are just – flipping double birds to the Falcons right now. They're going to be like, we're both going out this season right now. And we're just, uh, we're going to sink this ship together is what we're doing right now. Uh, and we're just going to kick your butt across the field. We're going to score as many points as we can. doesn't matter. Uh, that's what I assumed it was. Then you get the post game interview with Jameis Winston. And he says that it was a team decision to score. Not the coaches, the play call. Was it the was, play call. he says that the play call was a kneel. But the boys on the field audible for a touchdown. And it's like, of course, Jameis did. And it, oh, yeah. And again, I'm a Jameis guy forever. I hope it's not going to happen. I hope he starts in the, I, I hope he starts, he's the week one start next year. I don't think we'll see it, but I hope he is. But you can tell it's like, okay, maybe Jameis isn't out there as much as we want because he's just like, when he's out there, he's, uh, he's a rogue warrior. Yes, he's a, he's a he's a rogue agent. There's no stopping. Like you can call in the plays, but he's just going to do what he wants. Uh huh. And even he might start doing the play, but he's going to turn it into a different play. Uh huh. Right? Uh, and he's talking about he's like, yeah, like we love these guys. We want to get them a score. I get that. It's also like maybe just kneel. Maybe just kneel. Just kneel. Maybe just kneel. Just kneel. But this is too why Jameis though his best quality in his pro career, at least, has been just being lovable. And Saints fans are going to love him for this. It's like, yeah, we're running up on the Falcons. Awesome. His teammates love him because he's helping them score, right? And he's always going to be the ultimate team guy. And we we mentioned this was literally a week ago. We were like, is Jameis at this point just like a Udonis Haslam where he's like, we just want the, 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 we just want the environment in the locker room that you bring? Yeah. And I think that's what true. Like, I think he's just, everyone likes him. He's not like, again, like it, his detriment was you scored, right? It's not the worst thing ever. Like, yeah, Arthur Smith is going to yell in your face, but it's like, oh, he was probably going to do that anyway. So it doesn't matter. Yes. And it's just, this is the most Jameis thing you could have done in this situation. I'm surprised. Like, and then, I don't know. I just, everything the, the, about the, pr- the, the press, the post game presser though. <laughs> Genius. Genius. If I was a journalist covering the New Orleans area, I'm going to the Saints games. I'm going to be at Jameis's locker no matter what, every single game. Every single game. I don't care if he, Derek Carr, threw four touchdowns or Chris Olave caught six. I'm going to go first to Jameis's locker and I need him to do an extensive breakdown of every game. Uh, we should give credit though, because Derek Carr and Olave, it seemed like the, the connection we've been waiting for all season finally woke up today. Uh, I had this on Red Zone. It was like every, there was a heading into, uh, I believe it was in the third quarter, there was like a span of five minutes where, Back-to-back times, it was like, oh, shoot, we're checking in on the Saints. Oh, and Olave scored again. Oh, we're checking in. Oh, and another Olave touchdown. Uh, that's what it felt like. It was like, oh, shit, is this going to be connection to the future? Like, we can't finally getting to see it? Like, we've been waiting the whole season for it, and we finally get it now? I don't know. Week 18. Week 18. They can throw, throw routes to an invisible uh, – throw routes to each other starting Monday, getting ready for 2024 season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then last kind of major game we're going to cover, uh, Eagles 10, Giants 27. 
this game was 24 to nothing at one point. In absolute this is what the Eagles then just if I'm not wrong, this is what most of the Eagles starters play. The Eagles had a lot to play for today. They're playing for so seating still. The starters are in. The Eagles in round lost five of the last six games, and they're not two a bunch of studs. Because they, they they went through a stretch earlier in the season. We're like, okay, this is going to be the this is the meat of their schedule for sure. You know, they're like nine and one, ten and one. This is going to be a difficult part. And then they hit this part of the schedule where it's the <laughs> a lot of teams we assumed they would beat, and it really wasn't that. So they've lost their losses now. Are oh boy, let me go back and find it. It is Giants, Cardinals, and they beat the Giants earlier. Seahawks, Cowboys, 49ers. And that's it. What happened in November to lead to this? What happened on uh, no? It was December third. I think it's the first week of December. Yeah, yeah. What happened? <laughs> I don't know, but it's totally I'm different. Even, I mean, I, you can I can give the I can take the 49ers. I can take the Cowboys. Okay. I can I can take the Seahawks. Yeah. The last, it's the last two weeks that have just been like, oh no, yeah, no, it's they look totally different. Uh, and you get the AJ Brown press conferences too, where it's like, oh okay, like the team, I guess they they're still fighting, you know, like they definitely believe in each other. But I just I question too, like I don't think the team believes in themselves right now. No. I don't think there's a ton of confidence no. out there in the team, uh, and it's hard to when you're losing to the, like some of the worst teams in the NFL to close out your season. But yeah. Uh, and then you have uh, there's injuries piling up now too. Like uh, Jalen Hurts' his finger was bent uh, the wrong way. Like I, he'll be fine. But uh, AJ Brown was grabbing uh, 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 was grabbing at his knee as well. Like things are starting to pile up and snowball here. Bad for the Eagles. Yes. Uh, and I don't know. Was there a status update on AJ Brown? I haven't seen one yet. Uh, so that'll be something definitely to monitor. I haven't seen one either. But uh, post game too, you get Jalen Hurts is like speaking in riddles. About the season, he's like, it comes and goes in waves. And we're just riding the wave. You don't want to go too low, too high. Uh, and it's like, I don't know what you just said, Jay, uh, Jalen Hurts, but I was uh, hoping for a little bit more, like, you know, just like, okay, we're good. Uh, or no, we're not very good right now. But it, to sum it up, he's basically like, it, like nothing matters now. We're in the playoffs. They like are, they got a brutal road. Yeah. It's like, okay, it does matter, but like, it could have been so much easier. Easier. Like you I guys, mean, ha- you, I think it was you a couple weeks ago. Whoever's got to play that game in Tampa Bay, like that's going to be a shifty one. And they're the it's team gonna be that having, they're going to end up. They're the team that has to do it. Yeah, and it's prime time Monday. It's going to be a, a stinker. But and then the uh, winner of that has to go to the 49ers. Like that's what they set themselves up with by losing the Cardinals and the Giants. Yeah, and look, if they beat Tampa, I won't be totally shocked. But it's going to be tough then to go to San Francisco. With them getting now basically two weeks of rest because they put all the uh-huh. they play their starters today, it's going to be tough. It's yeah. going to be tough to beat. Uh, the and Eagles we know up. what a healthy San Francisco team is. It doesn't matter how long they're off. Yeah, if they're healthy, it's yeah, it's it's a that's the best team in the NFC. I mean, yeah, well, Ravens, but I mean that's the best team in the NFC. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, it's going to go through San Francisco definitely. But hey, shut up the Giants. I mean, made it fun. Hey, Rod, Rod Taylor, boy. They did. They did their part. Uh, I like Tyrod Taylor a lot. I know. There's a reason why he keeps playing on NFL football teams. He's just get, what was who's saying? Uh, the Devitos were talking about how how good of a mentor Tyrod is. How good of a teammate he is. It's like yeah, maybe he's the ultimate locker room guy. If people just want him around. Uh, boy, I just every single time I'm like, what is his career if he doesn't get stabbed in 
in the in the lungs with a needle by accident. What happens? Crazy. I don't Crazy. know. Uh, let's check in Sunday night football though. So it was twenty. Hey, real quick, oh, breaking ahead. news, friend of the show, Oppenheimer yeah. just won the uh, Golden Globe for best pitcher. I had a note for Golden Globes. We might be able to touch on that later. Oh, did you? I, ha- I have a, I have a note. I have a note for Golden Globes. I have a note for it's. It, maybe it's on my copy. Oh, it's but, not on there. Okay. Okay. Uh, oh, I, I don't know for. Say, go- I feel like a, I don't know for Golden Globes. Yes, we already won. We can okay. we can do some we can do some Golden Globes talk. Uh, to be honest, I did not see if it wasn't on Twitter. I didn't know what happened to the Golden Globes. Yeah, I've, I've been like scrolling through Rolling Stone. Yeah, they've been like updating, and I just Oppenheimer just popped up. Oh, I, well, they, they should have won every award. Did they not? You know, it's different though because it's it, it's uh, like comedy are, drama. Yeah, yeah. yeah the Golden it takes are nine hours. Split. Everyone yeah. gets an award. The Golden Globes. Everybody gets an award to go. Yeah. Uh, Sunday Night Football, though, you did get uh, the Bills do officially win. They win this one 21-14. Kind of weird because I'm preparing this one. You know, I'm writing up the document, and it's about halftime. And I'm like, Bills, I'm not super confident they're going to win this game. I don't – they weren't on pace to – Josh Allen uh, uh, had three turnovers at the uh, the time of this when I'm writing all this down. But they seem to have figured out. They get the punt return, which is huge, and they end up scoring again. The Bills, I just, I have no clue what they're going to do in the playoffs. I have no clue. I don't want to play them, though. I really don't want to play them. But also, like, if they lose in the first round of the Steelers, I'm not surprised at all. No. I'm curious what that line is. If it's a touchdown, for the, if it's Steelers, I think it's going to be like Steelers plus five and a half, about. If it was a touchdown, it'd be really hard to not take the Steelers. But they're on that side of the bracket where they could ease. I mean, they can, you can easily see them getting the AFC championship yet. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Easily. Um, and then on the other end, the Dolphins, though, uh, I was so ready to compliment them a bunch. And then the second half really kind of took me away from it. Kind of bright side things. Though, I thought their defense looked a lot better than recently. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's tough when you have a special teams touchdown, and that ends up being the difference in the game. But, you know, they did create a lot of turnovers in this game. And then they had a stop at halftime, too, which was massive. Uh, which, I mean, the Bills, again, they had a lot of opportunities to score here. This game could have been worse, but I thought the Miami defense had some better moments than I, I thought. Like, you remember, these guys got scored 59. Uh, they got outscored like 59 to 13 last weekend, okay? Now, granted, they do play the Chiefs next weekend. They have to go two arrowhead now, so it's going to be tough. But that's if a team that's I, not playing well. What? That's a team that's not playing well, though. Yeah. Like, I think that I don't leave this game hating the Dolphins. No. But I'm definitely leave this game scared of the Bills. And I'm scared of the Bills as a Bills fan. Like, what are they going to do? We don't know what's going to happen. Uh, they've been all over the place this entire season. I remember after they lost to the Broncos, there was a discussion, will this team even make the playoffs? And they're the two seed now. They're the two seed. They're the two seed. Uh, and that division has been such a mess all season, too. But that's where we are. Great colors, by the way, in this game. We almost got this game for yeah. a third time next week. Love the colors going on at this game. Uh, do you have anything for Sunday Night Football? No. Uh, um, I mean, you kind of recapped a lot of it. I mean, same boat yeah. with Bills. Is, you know, during the middle of the season, this is a team. It's, oh, this is, you know, the run is over. The window is yeah. closing. This is a two-seat in the AFC. It's literally since we found out about the Sean McDermott uh, 9-11 <laughs> speech. That was the changing moment of the season. They, I don't think they, they have, they, I don't, have they lost since? I don't think they have. I don't they think have. they have. I really don't think they have. What an absolutely insane speech to get. <laughs> I have, I'm not going to say who it was, um, but I have a source who was on the Bills during that season. 
uh-huh. and can confirm it's 100% true. It's, it's, it's 100% true. 100% true at St. John Fisher wow. University. <laughs> what a crazy, crazy speech. Um, what's that? There's a couple of games, though, um, that didn't matter. Obviously, the teams weren't trying, but I just have fun tidbits from uh, Easton Stick. They lose to the Chargers today. He might be the greatest tanker of all time. Because, so sure. his, it, not in a sense of like being bad, but like he was bad, but he also wasn't horrible. His stat lines the past three weeks have been zero touchdowns, zero interceptions, three weeks in a row. That's, that's impressive. Are, that's are like you kidding? PGA, P, PJ Tucker NBA line, 0.0 shots. Yeah, I mean, he he's him and, and then we got Jared Stidham, too, is also an all-time tanker, where they're just Tony Snell. They're just running up and down the field. Like, they're not doing anything. Yeah. I don't Tony understand. Snell. Yeah. Or, like his, his season stats are three touchdowns, one interception. But the past few weeks, he has just – there has been no – there's been no touch. There's been nothing going on. It's insane. Uh, and then, yeah, so Jared Stidham on the other end, too. He His career, his stats are just one touchdown. He just didn't do anything. Okay. Show he showed up. Showed up he for just, it today. Yeah, he just did did what he was supposed to do. He was supposed to lose. Uh speaking of supposed to lose though, Seahawks Cardinals. Uh the Cardinals sneakily, ever since Kyler Murray's come back, they've been kind of dangerous. Yeah. He kind of like Kyler Murray might uh, might cut week one next year. I'm gonna circle over the Cardinals are playing and just be like, maybe. Like if they're enough underdogs, like okay. The Cardinals are going to be. I don't know if I want to step in front of them right now. Remember, they were good last year. And also, Matt Prater, who's been one of the most consistent best players, had a game-winning field goal opportunity, and he missed it. The owners definitely called down and were like, "Hey, you need to miss this kick. Just, miss, just a little yeah. left. Just like miss. we we did our job. It's all good. Just miss it." Uh, and then Rams 49ers. I just wrote down my only note was Carson Wentz. He won a game. He won a game. Carson Wentz leads the NFL in wins in 2024. Yeah, he's tied. He's tied he's with tied. those guys, but yeah. He but is he's, a, he's he in a 17-way tie, but he right. leads the NFL. That's crazy. Carson Wentz, uh, probably not week one starter next year unless something horrible no. happens. But uh, Well, actually, I think I'm going to go out on a limb. If the Rams win the Super Bowl, Matt Stafford will retire at the end of the season. Think so? Yes. Do you think he was hard in the season no matter what? No. No. I, I think if he wins the Super Bowl, though, yes. Okay. And he has he beats the Lions on the way out. Yes. I think he retires a hundred percent. There's no doubt in my mind. He retires. Uh but yeah, Carson Wentz, still a guy, still around. Uh remember when he did a practice wearing three different uniforms? Remember that earlier this year? That was crazy. Yeah. Um yeah, Carson Wentz scores. Otherwise, I don't know. The Broncos played a team. They lost. The season's over. It doesn't matter. Uh, Cowboys 38, Commanders 10. The Bears. Bears 9, Packers 17. Uh, Jordan Love. He might be good. They're in the playoffs. Yeah. He, he, remember, I should pull up, uh, and you guys can never hear anything when I play stuff on my phone. There's a great news clip of uh, a local Wisconsin like daytime television show where he's like, Everyone's looking good except for Jordan Love. Everyone can play football, but Jordan Love, this is like six months ago. It's not that long ago at all. Now he's in the playoffs. Yep. It was in July. (laughs) And now he's in the playoffs. Shout out. Uh, But the Bears, seriously, next season. 
watch out. The Bears snuck up to be not that bad. That has been said before. They haven't been like in this situation though, where they have a top. They have two top ten picks next year. Oh, and they had to do with Justin Fields. I think it's it's a little bit of a Brown situation. Like look where, look where the Browns are now, and it, like it felt like it was eventually like how many top ten picks can we give you before you're good? And yes. like now they're good. So I think I think eventually it's going to work. But I, again, like I still don't think Eberflus coach next year. You got to get rid of him, uh, even though they said he would be. Get rid of him. Okay. Go back on your word. People lie all the time. This is <laughs> this is America. This is corporate America. You can lie. That is how you do business here. Um, Let's talk about the national championship, though, coming up. I'm very excited to talk about it. We have the Michigan Wolverines of the Big Ten playing the Washington Huskies of the soon-to-be Big Ten. Michigan is a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Both these teams, great five season. And a half now? It's up to five-and-a-half now. I'm okay. assuming it's going to be six by game time. Uh, I like this championship, too, because I'm assuming, and again, I, I'm not a computer, but I'm assuming if it was the BCS system, this would be the national championship still. Mm-hmm. Okay. Could be wrong. Uh, I could see maybe they put in. It's like Michigan, Texas, or Washington, Texas, even. Uh, but I think this was going to be it either way. Uh, if it was the BCS system, just two undefeated conference champions, you would have had a third with uh, FSU. But I think if the committee left them out, so would have uh, uh, also the computer would have too. So I like it when this happens. You get it's two undefeated. Like the winner is going to never lose. That's right. I like that we get that in the national championship. That's very – we don't see that all the time. It's hard to go undefeated, but we're going to have an undefeated champion here. Uh, and this is great too because both these teams play football very well, mm-hmm. but very differently. Uh-huh. And I don't think there's – one way is certainly wrong, but it's also like Michigan plays as the epitome of the Big Ten. Washington plays as not necessarily the epitome of the Pac-12 because they definitely play better defense than a lot of Pac-12 teams do, but their offense is stellar. It's definitely the highlight of their team. Uh, even like there was a lot of discussion. It's like, wow, a lot of Heisman voters were away- watching the uh, Sugar Bowl, and this is the first time they'd seen Michael Penix Jr. play because they've yes. been dead asleep the whole season yes. when he's playing. They're like, oh, shoot, maybe we messed up. Uh, but nonetheless, this is the game we have. Uh how do you feel? Are you excited? Where does this rank in terms of like national championship excitement for you? You obviously you saw Auburn playing the national championship not that long ago. Probably yeah. the most excited you've ever been for one. Yeah. Um. This is man. This is a good. This should be a fun game. This um, is going to be great. This Beautiful is nice. Houston, been, Texas. I've been talking to a lot of my friends in the South. You know, it's it, there's not a lot of respect for the Pac-12 in those parts of the countries. I think rightfully so, up until a lot of reasons like. You know, they put up tons of points. They get a lot of, you know, oh, here comes Oregon. Or, oh, here comes USC. Or, oh, and then they play, you know, a – I would even say Big Ten teams at times. They play an SEC teams, and they, they have no defense. They have, like – this is not your typical Pac-12 team. Um, we haven't seen the Pac-12 in the playoff in a long time. We haven't seen the – yeah, we haven't seen them in the playoff in a long time. We haven't seen them in a national championship during that. So, it's, you know – Okay, it's not made like oh, this is a bold statement. You know, Washington is the best Pac-12 team in the past like twenty years, but this is this is an extremely well built football team. Mm-hmm. Uh, offensive line was the offensive line number one. Joe Moore country. Award. Joe Moore Award. Uh, Which have, have you? Two... We don't talk about Joe Moore Award enough because that trophy is absolutely massive. I haven't seen it. Oh, wait, Google it on your phone right now. It's huh? it's like it's the size of an offensive line. <laughs> it's the biggest trophy I've ever seen. It's 
It's like four Stanley Cups wide. It's a giant, giant wall is what it is. With uh, It's the biggest trophy ever. Oh, wow. It's massive. Oh, my gosh. It's the size <laughs> of a human. Multiple humans. What human do you know that looks like that? That's a fair point. Uh, the, what I really like about this game is it's you, you're probably going to know five to seven minutes in how this is going to go. Yes. Um, if Washington has a ball and they just pass it down their throat, score, and then get a stop and do the same thing, mm-hmm. it's going to be tough for Michigan. If Michigan comes out and just pounds the football down, a, like it's a good defense, not a great defense. You know, Texas averaged seven yards of carry. Um, then they can control this game, and yeah, you know, they like it can have that Penn State feel. Um, no, I what I was thinking when I'm thinking about previewing this game, I think it's going to pretty much come down to so both these teams do. Uh, uh, I think the strength of Michigan is their defense, it's very good. I mean, for a while, I don't think they saw a snap inside the red zone until like week eight, week nine. Just crazy. I think it was when they played Penn State. It was the first time they had a snap inside the red zone, which is wild. And then Washington, their offense obviously is stellar. Romo Dunze, Michael Penix Jr. Mm-hmm. It's kind of it's something's got to give. I think it's either going to be which team can dictate the way they want to play this game is going to win it. If Michigan can really slow down Washington, force them to play a defensive game in the trenches, Michigan's going to win. Yep. They're going to win this game, and it's it's going to feel dominated. Uh, but if Washington can keep throwing it over the top and get up early on Michigan, force them to have to play fast and score, I think Michigan's going to really struggle. Like we've seen it yep. when JJ, like, and granted, JJ played his best game of the Rose Bowl there late. He played he played some of the best football I've ever seen him play. But I just I always think that TCU game is like, oh shoot, we're down fourteen nothing. I got to hurry, and it's like, oh, this is a disaster. Uh, which Michigan, again, too, they like to run the ball. That's not really something I like in a team that's to come back down, right? Um, the good news for Michigan, though, is if I had to make a comparison for Washington this season, it would probably be Ohio State just because yeah. of their offense. And the thing is, too, is that I make that comparison, but it's like, okay, I think Romo Odunze, Michael Penix, uh, not Michael Penix Jr., Romo Odunze, Marvin Harrison Jr., mm-hmm. pretty similar, like dominant receivers, but they really struggled to get Marvin Harrison Jr. the ball at times. Like he made some circus catches to do it. Because they do have corners that are very good on the Michigan defense. And to like, on the other though, Cal McCord, he's a, I think he's a better quarterback than people give him credit for, but he's not Michael Penix Jr. No, this is the best offense they played all year. I think it's the best offense they could play, period. Like, period. I mean, they're, yes. they're in the national championship. <laughs> they're in the, this is the best offense they've It's the best team they've played all year for yes. sure, right? But I think if we're drawing comparisons, right? I mean, like, uh, as much as like, I like, they, they played Iowa in the Big Ten championship, it's going to be a, a very different game. Scouting wise than that one, right? Which, by the way, the back, Michigan backup QB just throwing strays at Iowa for no reason in the press conference. Uh, what was that? Are you kidding? Like, what did we do? All right. Yeah, you probably played a tough time scouting, right? Throughout that defense. You kidding? Um, I got to laugh at that. But Washington, I don't know if there's a team that I can necessarily compare them to that they've played so far yet. Yeah. I don't know if they've seen. Uh, again, like I don't know, like Oregon's defense somehow I think is probably the most I can compare them because I think Oregon's D line was a lot better than people give them credit for. Mm-hmm. Like Michigan's edge rushers are going to be really good. You saw yes. the way they got to Jalen Milrow. Mm-hmm. Michael Banks Jr. has barely been sacked this season. 
I mean, we're it's you know we're talking we're taking that Michigan game and like I, I stick to my opinion about the Michigan Alabama game. I thought it was <laughs> a trashy game. Um, yeah. This offensive line is way better than Alabama's. Way like, better. Yeah. Um, they, he, the wide receivers are way better. The quarterback is way better. Um, I did just see. I was actually pretty surprised that the the the, the public's in Washington's favor. Well, it's because they're the most they're the lovable underdog. People yeah. who like a lot of people, the only bet they place all year is the national championship. National championship game. Yep. They're gonna take Washington. Everyone loves Washington. It's yep. like okay, Michigan is the the school that Connor Stallion and all that stuff. They cheated, like, yeah. And it's uh, Washington is a big brand of football, and it's crazy too because like like Washington has won a national championship way more recently than Michigan has. Yeah, outright outright championship. So like an, a non shared championship. Like Washington has won one maybe more recently, but they seem like more of a brand underdog than Michigan is, just because Michigan yeah. is one of the biggest brands in sports. That's yep. just the way it is. Uh, so like everyone is going to naturally jump to Washington. I mean, the the their mascot, Dubs the dog, has been getting pampered all week. He's oh, the viral on nice Twitter. Hotels, oh yeah. He's mm. he's uh he's like him and Major Biden are the most taken care of dogs ever, except I don't think Dubs is biting people all the time. Uh I, I can't get enough of Dubs. There's that photo of him like in a hotel bed, all curled up in his Washington sheets. Like come on. It's Dubs. Good stuff. Great that's dog. Good stuff. Uh, so like Washington is going to be loved the m- more. Yeah, that's what, that Michigan sense. fans know that. Like Michigan knows they're playing the heel this whole season. You have to know that. I I, I hope I'm not breaking that to Michigan fans yeah. to begin with. And Alabama would be in the same spot. I'm yeah. too, if they won. All right, it's just and it, oh geez, I don't even know what we would have done if if it was like Texas, um, Texas versus Michigan. Because then it's like oh boy, I mean. Yeah, Michigan, it's like Connor Stallions, but it's also Texas. That would have divided neutral fans very much. That would have been a, a lot of division. When it comes to picking this game, it's going to be no surprise. I, I'm taking Washington. I have, I'm very nervous. It's, I've never won a future before, and I've won finally. I've never even sniffed a championship with a future. And I have... I had two teams in the playoff with, that I had a future on to win a national championship. One of them was Alabama. They didn't win. One of them is Washington, though. 22 to 1. Have I talked about that enough on this podcast yet? About how nervous I am about this? I have. I need them to win very badly. Okay? Leave the points at home. They're like, oh, yeah, you're going to take five and a half? It's like, I don't want five and a half. I need them to win. I just need a, a W. I need five and a half win. does me nothing. Okay? Uh, I do think it's a fairly big line. I do too. But I also, for the national championship, it's like, I think Washington's a lot better than TCU was last year. Oh, 100%. Like, I have a lot less worries with Washington against, again, another dominant team than I did with TCU. Like, this game is not going to be 63-0. It's not going to be a blowout. This will be a fair – I would be surprised if the winner of this game wins by two touchdowns. I'd be really surprised. Yes. Um. Even if it is Washington or if it's Michigan, like I think it's going to be pretty close. But I'm taking Washington and then win. And I don't have anything against Michigan, too. I'm not a Michigan hater. Some people really hate Michigan. Like I don't really have a problem with them that much. I think the yeah. whole Connor Stanley thing is kind of funny. I, I think, think it's, it's a kind of, joke. We've talked about it. I mean, it's stupid. Yeah, I think it's kind of funny. But I also, you got to think, too, in Michigan. My worry with this is that Michigan, here's the thing, is that they've 70. 
upperclassmen on this team. They have the probably more experience than any team in playoff history of being in the postseason, being in these big time games. They have a confidence to them that I don't know if I've seen before with Michigan. Like they walk, uh, it seems like when they're walking around, they're like, we know we're the best and we're just going to go out there and crush everyone. We're before, mm-hmm. you know, they're going in to play Georgia and it's like, oh, we don't know. And it's like, yeah, like we know we're better than TCU, but still like it's the playoff. It's a lot. Now it's like, we know we're the best. And that kind of worries me a little bit going up against Michigan. And I think too, a lot of them know it's like, like, okay, like Harbaugh might not be here next year. Like this is it. This is might it. not be here. Like this is Michigan's chance at an outright mm-hmm. championship for the first time since the forties. Mm-hmm. And, and again, this too, is it. like it's Michigan too. It's not like, oh, like we're just happy to be here. Like the expectation is to win championships. It's the first time you can actually have an outright one in a long time. Mm-hmm. I think there's a ton more pressure of like, we need to win on Michigan right now. Which worries yeah, me. I mean, all indications that this is Harbaugh's, like, this is it. I don't well, if you're saying it, I feel like it was it for Harbaugh too the last three years, but like, remember last year we thought Harbaugh was going to be the next coach of the Broncos? Yeah, and the Vikings. But I mean, this feels like there's, there's NFL openings that fit him, mm. I think, more so than, you know, in the past. Uh, especially with all the NCAA stuff going on. He's been suspended for six games. Um, like he got spent over a hamburger for the first three games. Like he's got to be yeah. sitting there thinking like, this is okay. We're going to go do something. Else. And that's what they're kind of like. It's us versus the world, you know? Exactly. Like, well, they got the shirts. It's like Michigan versus everybody. Yeah. Um, like, shoot. You know, they got a, definitely a lot of motivation. I'm in the same boat with you, man. I have nothing against Michigan. Uh, I I mean, if I'm going to root for a Big Ten team outside of the, you know, Rutgers, it's going to be Michigan. Uh, we joke in our household that, you know, hey, if our daughter said that's where she wanted to go to school and go Big Blue, like, I, I got nothing against them. But, man, we've I, I feel like we've watched every single snap of this Washington team. And we've been on them since this season started, and I'm in the same boat. I don't have a future on them, but I'm not changing my pick and my thought process and how I feel about this team. No. Uh, I want Washington to win. I'm going to probably put a little sprinkle on the five and a half, but, I mean, I, 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 I'm expecting Washington to win a national championship. And how okay. wild would that be? Just the, the, the end of the Pac-12, and, you know, it's – it did, you know, being on this side of the country for the past six, seven years, full time, and kind of, you know, staying up late on a Saturday night watching all these games, it's a little bittersweet, and, you know, go out on top. Yeah. How poetic would it be in the last year of the Pac 12? They win it. It's, dude, it's, you know, I, it's, I, I hate that this, like, I hate that the conference is break. It's, 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 I mean, I'm an SEC guy through and through and through, but. You know, I have, you know, I'm, I'm married to a girl from Los Angeles. I, I, I've, I live, you know, an hour from Boulder. I watch a lot. Like, that was, you know, sick in bed watching Pac-12 basketball last night. And and this is it. This is it. And it's it's stupid. It's if We could go on a rant about how, like, it's, it's terrible for college sports. It's absolutely yeah. terrible. But go out on top. Um, why not? I hope they do. I mean, why not? Now, here's the better question is how many – so I think in a Wolverine versus a Husky, I think the Wolverine is going to take it. Yeah, Wolverine's going to take it. How many Huskies does it take to beat a Wolverine? Three? Four? Ooh. Three well-trained ones? I think three is good enough. Wolverines, like it's just, you know, Wolverines are mean. Bad. They're, they're, they're nasty, mean, clawed animals. But yeah. I think Huskies have a little bit in them too where it's like vicious. You know, I think they're capable. They do? Yeah. 
Um, no, I I'm expecting this to be a fun game. I, I think it's, <laughs> it, you know, they, 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 it should be they got great, should be a fun watch. This is going to be a great game. Yeah. Uh, I haven't been this excited for a national championship in a little bit. Even like when it's Alabama, Georgia, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, like, okay, you see like Alabama for the 12th time or like Georgia is like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like it, it's fun, but like, uh, I don't know how, how much I really like it. Like now I'm like, okay, I'm pretty fired up for either team if they win, honestly. Um, I great. I'm going to be very disappointed if I lose out on a good hunk of cash, cash with Washington, but Hey, you know, we'll, we'll, we live and we learn. We'll see. Uh, and then, uh, Hey, even if we do miss the sickos will tune in to see me miserable at, uh, on the national championship recap. So that's right. That's how that works. That's right. Uh, do we want to congratulate uh, South Dakota state too on an FCS Absolutely. championship today? Back to back actually. Back Dominating. Back. Uh, and I just want to bring that up because the last team they lost to was the Iowa Hawkeyes. So I saw, I saw that. I don't, I don't and it was seven to three. Seven so. to three. Sure. But Montana too. Jackrabbits. Great, great mascot. Montana too. They beat Washington in Washington two years ago. Yeah. Look at where we've come football. Uh, granted, they did not have Michael Penix Jr. But um, look, look at college football. Look at where we've come. Uh, let's talk a little college basketball, though, before we get out of here. Or no, we can touch on the Golden Globes, too. We got a little Golden Globes talk. Uh, nine teams, nine ranked teams lost this weekend. And this is the to put into perspective the chaos of college basketball. If nine ranked teams lost in college football, it would be – like ESPN graphics everywhere, chaos. And maybe a little bit of it is the NFL is going on at the same time and we're still in college football season for another day. But nine ranked teams lost. And to seven of the nine were unranked opponents. That's not, I mean, it's college basketball. It's, but man. that's it's, like it's, the chaos it's of college basketball. Lose, it's easy to lose a basketball game. Easy. And that's where a lot of these games too, I don't think people understand how difficult it is to win a conference basketball game on the road on a Saturday. Yeah. I think people forget about that sometimes. And yet a lot of teams that Auburn had a great win uh, against Arkansas or that you said you want to talk about for 15 minutes. Uh, I don't know <laughs> if we can talk 15 minutes about it, but uh, Auburn, Auburn we'll looks very good. We'll, we'll get there. They're ranked 25 right now. They're definitely better than 25. But let's just, okay. But, uh, and then, but you let's just say two of those things. James Madison, great, like great start of the year. Great. This is a Southern miss. They lose to Southern Miss, but that 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 loss was going to happen. It could have been Southern Miss. It could have been you know Lafayette. It could have been anybody in that comp. That loss was going to happen. Okay, right. there's one. Uh, was Florida Atlantic still ranked? I mean, FAU. Yes, they were ranked. They got okay. They got beat again. Well, they just beat Arizona. Remember? I know, and they lost. They they lost to who they get? I don't know who they lost to on Saturday. They got beat by Gulf Coast. Yeah, like they they lost two in a row. Um, Ole Miss came in undefeated. That wasn't going to last. Yeah, Baylor um, should have lost. They yeah, squeak one out in overtime. It's tough. Um, tough to win. But then you got like you know Barquette lose. Like the Big East is. So I wrote down. We got to talk about Seton Hall because okay. Seton Hall, their resume is building. Uh, so they just beat uh Providence before uh-huh. this game. Good. Team. They beat Marquette, and then they also beat UConn very recently as well. They beat UConn a couple weeks ago. At, at, does that put them at three and one in the big big east? It should, unless I'm forgetting about one game. Yeah, let me check. But they, they found some stride here since the beginning of December, where they've beaten Missouri, a good team. They've beaten UConn, and now Marquette and Providence as well. 
Yeah, Seton Hall sitting at the top of the Big East right now. Yeah, like uh, Seton Hall. I mean, I feel like they're a team we kind of threw threw away a little bit this season to start, yeah, but like about Holloway uh, is building something there. Yeah, he's gonna be, uh And they did lose to Rutgers, which I feel like is the most important the game of the season for Seton Hall, uh, just in that part of the country. But so this whole season, I don't know uh, if they're grading it off that. Then we'll see, but. Seton Hall is going to be a team to wait. Seton Hall is going to be a team to look out for for sure. Also, I appreciate Seton Hall. I don't think we use pirates enough as a mascot in this country. No, uh, I would like to see more great uniforms too. I'd like to see more swashbucklers out okay. there, yeah. um, like the Pittsburgh Pirates too. Like I, I kind of like the pirates, the little thing they got going on over there. Yeah, they got kind of they got good uniforms. You know, great colors, really good uniforms. But you know, it's, it's not, top class hat. It's not. Oh, like, they one, have of good the, hat. one of the top. That's good. In, that's in a good hat. They, that's that's a that's one of the. They're not as big as like the Yankees or the Dodgers, right? Where it's like your favorite no, rapper just, wears them. But just class. But you see a lot of like neutral fans rocking the Pittsburgh mm-hmm. gear. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, uh, even like I don't. I just love like they just got a good ambiance there. You know, it's like they yeah. got the bridge in the back. You know, everything. Beautiful stadium. Uh, PNC stadium. PNC Park. Yes, right? awesome stadium. Yeah, I got to make it out there. I've only been to Pittsburgh once. I kind of drove through it. Stopping by uh, Grove City College. Okay. Yeah. Probably West, West, uh, stopping, College. stopping by there in Western PA. Uh, okay. So watch out there. In the Big East, though, too. St. John's. We joke. They might be good. It's They're tough. at the top of the Big East standings. Yeah. We have – they go on the road and they beat Villanova soundly. And I get Vill- Villanova is like building something too. They're questioning on Neptune. And we were going to have a segment on this show for a while. It was like, who's more back? Villanova or St. John's. It might just be St. John's all the way through. I was hoping it was going to flip flop. St. John's is here. Villanova still won at or three and one in Biggie. So, hey, but we're talking about St. John's right now. I know. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, I also want to put. um, So, another thing I'm worried about. I think the Blue Buds. I I, this season I was very excited because college basketball feels so deep right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm worried the Blue Buds are going to take over the season. That it's the most deep teams. Um, and I mean, specifically, so the narrative is so like Duke was preseason one of the best teams, they've fallen off a little bit, but they're still pretty good. UNC is really, really good. UNC is good, and then playing really good basketball. I keep waiting for Kentucky to stumble, and I thought it was going to be Saturday against Florida, and it probably should have been, but they keep finding ways to win games too. Where, like, in the spots where the narrative of the past five years where Cal is supposed to cow himself. He hasn't been doing that this season. These young kids are really good on that team. That is a like they they're um you know, you got Wagner who's been in the spotlight since he's a sophomore in, in high school, and he's they you know, he's having an okay year, but like you're you're having guys that aren't this this isn't new to them as as maybe it would have been for some of these previous Kentucky teams. Mm-hmm. Um and they're they're really good. That Dillingham kid really good. Yeah. Um the white kid, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on his name. I mean, they they, they got players, yeah. Um, and you can see that. And you thought that like this is where they would have stumbled. I, you know, I, I think I turned it on during the Florida game. They were down around tenish. Um, fault. I mean, winning on the road on a Saturday—that is a great point you made, Grant. Is so hard. It doesn't matter. Like yeah. unless you're a DePaul or a Georgetown or you like know, it's one like. like it- Granted, there are basketball environments. They're good every single night, right? Mm-hmm. There's schools that. But every school is going to be at their best on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. When there's no school. 
and then great. It's okay. It's winter break right now. But like when we get into late January here, February, like a Saturday, there's no school. This is, it's going to be the peak of that environment. It's right Correct. there. And, it's and really Kentucky hard to went into Florida, and it's really hard to win in there. I mean, the, yeah. the Golden's got they're, – they're trying to build something at Florida. That's a game that they could have closed out. That would have been great for Florida. Kentucky came back and closed it out. That was very impressive. Uh, very impressive. Like, and like I mentioned, UNC, too, they have been quietly crawling up the rankings, too. I feel like they haven't gotten a ton of attention, but they look good. They, Clemson was 13. They went into Clemson and kind of controlled that game. That's a game I thought Clemson was going to win, too. Yeah. And like Clemson, they're not a bad team this year. They're pretty good. They're as ranked well. thirteen. Yeah, they're pretty good. That was a, a huge marquee game that they were able to win. Uh, and then so I, this can kind of transition us into your Auburn talk with Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Two teams right now. I feel kind of the same about where I. Well, so what's we'll start with this Michigan State. If so, they lost to Northwestern today, and great. I think North. I think Northwestern is an underrated team. They're, they're not bad. Like Boo Booey, I think is one of the better players in the country. Uh, I think Northwestern basketball and environment wise too. Okay, it's not uh, it's not Kansas, right? Or it's not the either Fieldhouse Butler or Kansas. But it's like oh, it's it's still a good environment. It's a Sunday yeah. too. Like they're not like they're 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 dorks are probably not watching the NFL. They're probably going out all out for the basketball game, right? It's Michigan State. But I was really ready to come to this podcast and be like Michigan State is about to start going on a tear because they. they Ever since that Baylor game a few weeks ago, they've looked really good. They beat Penn State by like 40 recently. Felt like they're really in their stride. And then this happens. Um, and like it's probably as good of a look ahead spot as possible because they do have Illinois coming up. They have a road game there. But Michigan State, I feel like this is a team where it's like, okay, they might get in at a 10 seed, 11, like really bad seed. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to take them to the Sweet 16, no matter what. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to take them there. And then another team I feel like that about too that I think you're going to disagree on. Arkansas got absolutely smoked by Auburn. But it's just like, okay, I don't care what they do right now. I'm going to take them to the Sweet 16. Mm-hmm. If they get there. And Arkansas, I'm definitely concerned about. But I think, again, it's like it's a TV show. I think a if, Ar- if, Miss, if Michigan State and Arkansas are fighting over at-large bids, they're going to put Izzo in the tournament. Yeah. So uh, again, that's how I feel about them. But Arkansas, I don't, I know they lost by thirty. I'm going to put them at least a first round win, no matter what. I would have I, w- I would have said that before Saturday, um, because all Muss has done since he's been there is win tournament games. Did they? That, that's the Elite Eight twice, Sweet Sixteen once. Like that is an impressive. Like people have no idea how hard it is to get to the Final Four. Like it is. Very hard. Very, very hard. The fact that he's got two teams to an Elite Eight and a Sweet 16, it's be like that is extremely, extremely impressive. He does not like this team at all. You don't think he likes them? <laughs> no. I mean, that press conference. Did you watch that press conference? That I didn't see a press conference, no. Um, they just don't like – it was – first off, let's – let's well, let's get the Arkansas stuff out and then we'll talk about the offertimes. Uh, yeah, he just – you know, I, I just wanted to see a 32-point road win in conference play, no matter if it's the SEC, ACC, Big Ten. That is eye-opening. It doesn't matter what the team next to it says. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. if it's my – like it just happened to be my team that went and beat – had this beat down. 
But like when you see, like you just said, you know, Michigan State beat Penn State by forty or whatever. Well, like that's going to catch your eye in conference play because that thirty-point win in conference is equivalent to like a fifty-five pointer, you know, out of conference. I mean, like, good gosh, right. like why didn't they yeah. open? And so I was just like, man, how did this happen? You know, just how I watched, you know, BP's press conference and then watched Musselman, and he was basically like, we don't read the scouting report. <laughs> we don't like we can't do anything like. He was like, I don't know what to get across to these guys. No. Like they mentioned one, like, you know, the Baker Mazzaro kid for Auburn had 16. And one of the questions was, you know, he, uh, you know, Baker Mazzaro, he's one of their good players, but he came out and just dominated the first half. He had 16 in the first half. Like, you know, how did this happen? He goes, well, you can tell a kid a hundred times what he's going to do exactly. And if they don't want to listen to it, then the kid's going to go do what he wants to do and score, go get to a sweet spot. Every Frustration time, is building in, yes. in Arkansas. It was like 10 minutes of just being like, yeah, man, we're not any good. They don't listen. And that's like, because I was the same way. I'm like, all right, they're going to figure it out there. But you, you know, when you, I'd send in these t- like texts that we when we're watching sometimes. Sometimes teams have really good athletes and they don't have basketball players. And that's what this Arkansas team feels like. Okay. Um, yeah, I would have said that. And I felt like that before. We're like that 2021 team. I was like, these are good basketball players, but I feel like they're getting out athleted. Even last year's team, it was like there was a bunch of really good athletes, but they have one or two basketball players and they figured it out and, you know, beat Canvas. I don't know if they have that this year. Okay. Um, you know, Marks is a good player, but he was great at Houston because he was coached into a probably a more structured system that he's in in Arkansas. Yeah. Um, but like you said, man, then like he's a coach that knows how to figure it out. You've seen it time and time again. I just but, think too. I just think that twenty twenty one season too. Like they were not like it, you were. They were like preseason hype team. It was like them in Alabama, mm-hmm. right? Preseason hype teams, and then they both were like, like bottom four of the SEC pretty much up until the end of February. And then you know they Arkansas squeezes their way into the tournament, and then all of a sudden they're in the elite, the elite, yeah. elite, elite eight. So it's a long conference season. Long. It takes forever. This is the first week, it's forever. And it's it's college basketball is so crazy too because it's like okay, where realistically it's like okay, the NCAA tournament is in like two and a half months, mm-hmm. right? Or that's like the conference tournament start the first weekend of March. It's not that far away, right? No. But college basketball, there's a game every single day. Yes. Up until then. Yes. And these guys play a bunch. I think they play like 20 more games. Yes. And there's a ton of more. There's times for teams right now to get horrible and yes. teams that are bad right now to uh teams that are bad right now to also fix it. And one of those teams is going to be the Iowa Hawkeyes who have begun their tear of the Big Ten. Hang on, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get to talk about Auburn, and we gotta go back to it. I just wanted to transition it that way, but we oh. can, I, I can, they know what's coming now. You can talk about it. Go ahead. Go ahead. We were no, talking about it. We can talk no, no, about no. winning. We talked about losing too, but I, you, the good point. Or do we just want like, to talk about how both our teams are just kicked ass this weekend? Yeah, let's do we that. We talk about all Absolutely. that ass we kicked. Absolutely. Who kicked yeah, the most ass? First. Who kicked yeah, the most ass first. on your team? Man, that's a really good basketball team. <laughs> um, and it goes back. It's the opposite of what. Arkansas, like Arkansas's players did not read the scouting. Like you could tell, like I'm watching that game just, you know, knowing what they look like, knowing what a film session looks like, knowing what a scouting report looks like. And be like, they, they just didn't read it. Like they, yeah. they, they just did not read it yeah. on the flip side. You could have pulled an Auburn player off. You could have pulled Katie Johnson off the court and been like, Hey, uh, verbatim tell me what the scouting report said. He'd be like, and he could rattle it off. 
And that's how you get a 32-point road conference win by one team. Because it was just, one, I mean, Auburn's so deep. Like, they have not, everybody gets 20 minutes. 10 players. They go 10 deep, 20 minutes, and they don't, like, the only rotations that they kind of do is a, you know, Donaldson for uh, Aiden Holloway. But they'll just throw anybody else out there. And that is extremely difficult to guard. Knowing when you're not going to have, okay, they're going to bring these sets of players in. Like, BP's just throwing people out there. And it was impressive. It's deep. When they hit shots, when we don't shoot three for 27 for three, it's a tough team to beat. Um, and it's awesome. I mean, it was a great win going in there. We got A&M on Tuesday night, SEC play, and here we go. We're off to the races. Yeah. War Eagle. Uh, there we go. There you go. Who kicked, who kicked the most tail on your team? Who's team MVP right Um, Janab Broom. I, Ooh, you know, it's okay. funny when it's you – It's a great, great name, by the way, for a yeah. college basketball player. You know, I was, I was texting with um, one of my Auburn buddies who watched a lot of basketball, didn't play basketball. It, and it, it kind of, you know, it, I was thinking about, it's funny, I, Luke Garza popped in my head. Um, when, you know, you got a Hunter Dickinson, you got a Zach Eady, when you got these guys that are old school post players, it is causing a lot of matchup problems for teams because I feel like that's not guarded in high school and AAU a lot anymore. So when you're getting a guy like Janai Broom or uh, Luca or Luca Garza or a Zach Eady or a Hunter Dickinson that, that can hit you with six post moves and then they can also kick it out for a three, you're seeing you're seeing a lot of these teams have success playing basketball that way, which is kind of a shift from say the past four, five, six years. When it's just been open it up, open it up, open it up. No, I still love the open up aspect of it, but um, it's just kind of interesting seeing a team get broken down when you're, you know, you have a six eleven guy who isn't trying to shoot the three, who who isn't like trying to sit at the top of the key, who's just getting down there and banging with you and being physical, and it opens everything up. Yeah, um, and that's kind of what you had in that Auburn game. Um, so yeah, I think. I mean, He's turned into one of the top post players in the country. I mean, you can't deny that with just the success that Auburn's having. I mean, it's what Hunter Dickinson, Zach Eady, Janai Broom. I mean, I know I'm leaving some other people off, but you know, it's it's creating a lot of matchup problems, and that's why you're having you know these teams are having such huge success because yeah. they can like Zach Eady can kick it out. He's seven four, but they're surrounded by shooters who can knock it down. Yeah. Oh, we didn't even talk about Purdue, Illinois, which was like the game of the weekend. It was a great game. Yeah. yeah, but I mean Purdue is they they feel the most legit they've been. They because that, that could have been a 30 point game at one point. That was getting real ugly. I think it was twenty yeah. to four at one point. They they're, they I mean they're a good team. They got as a lot much of as you hate it. Feel. No, look, I, you know, I, I don't. They're fun to watch. I, I can't deny like it, yeah. Yeah, maybe if it's not your team playing them. Well, that's right. But I mean, <laughs> you don't have like two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> they come to Carver Hawkeye, though. I might have to go. Okay. Yeah. I have to go. Uh, yeah, they do get a lot of that Virginia feel from, you know, when they got knocked out in the first round and then brought that whole team back. And we're, you know, sitting, all right, let's run it back. Like it's, yeah. it's got a little bit of that feel. They're good. Um, yeah, we, we will have to cover that a little bit more another time. We, we won't, but we can just say we're going to. Um, I do want to talk Iowa for a little bit, though, because. We're we're back, officially. Uh, tough game uh, against Wisconsin 
earlier last week, but be Rutgers, who is 2025 Final Four team. So I think that means something. <laughs> I like I like the 2025 that. recruiting Final Four team. So speaking of real quick, did you see the clips of that kid that they're getting go in like he played a game at um Jersey Mike's Arena as oh, a rack. They just let him play for Rutgers this weekend? No. Yeah. They sh- oh, my God. They should have. No. Well, you should have seen He's the- from Atlanta. Okay. And I guess they had like a showcase tournament up there, and he went and played. I think they got the number one and number three recruits in the country. Oh, it's building. Yeah. Rutgers building something. I don't know what it he, is. but I think he had like 48. He's about 6'8". Yeah. He's taking step back threes at like – Effortless. Rutgers just getting ran. I don't know how Big, biggest ticket. The biggest ticket in town has been other people because did you see the line outside Jersey Mike's uh-huh. right now for Kaylin yeah. Clark? Kaitlyn Clark. <laughs> that ticket Rutgers box. Real. That uh, that ticket box that Rutgers is doing well this past two weeks. Kaitlyn Clark too. We got a. So college basketball gets stars a lot of times too. Like you get like people mm-hmm. like Zion, Zion Williamson, um, like Grayson Allen was a star, even though everyone hated him. Uh, you get guys like that, right? Yeah. I feel like we haven't had one in a little bit. But I think Caitlin Clark is the star right now, for sure. Well, there's no doubt. It's it's her and there's I don't think there's a close second, third, or fourth. No, we did we did a uh if you listen to Washed Up Walk ons two weeks ago, we did a little update on just like Caitlin Clark's stats. She has I think it's like thirty two hundred points just under right now. Uh the all time record is like pistol Pete. With like just over thirty six hundred, <laughs> she's she's on pace to potentially break that before the tournament starts. Now, granted, so, to, so a little bit of handicapping. Pistol Pete didn't have a three point line, dude. That's isn't that, isn't that insane? That's insane. But he and he also he averaged forty four points a game, which yeah. is crazy in college. Uh, but Caleb Clark too, it's a different level of like greatest. Like that's so many points. Yeah, you still have to be averaging over thirty points a game to pass that. In four years. Uh, and like, I think she's she's definitely going to pass Kelsey Plum for the most women's points ever. But the Pistol Pete one's in range, too. It's pretty crazy. That's uh, wild. Yeah, sure. I, I mean, it's, I think it's, you know, hats off. Like, it's it's not only her, but there's a couple of the women athletes that are. I, Women, the women's NIL, basketball the is NIL definitely on the rise. Helped, yeah. The NIL has allowed, like, college women athletes, they're the ones that have. Capitalized on this. Oh, 100%. Have, well, well think about, I mean, yeah, like Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese have made way more money in college basketball than they would have made, than they'll make in the, on their what first the, NBA contract. The Van, or the Haley Van Life girl down in, oh, Van Lyft. Yeah. yeah, Van Lyft. Ton of money. I mean, she's printing cash from Adidas right now. Yeah. No, it's, it's crazy. They've helped out so much. Yeah. Or especially too, like even like, you see, like, like Livy Dunn or whatever, like gymnastics isn't yeah. a, gymnastics isn't a cash cow, but she's one of the top NIL earners. She's well, like we top five. Soon, yeah. I mean, Soon Lee was at Auburn for those two years. Just, I mean, she was yeah. a millionaire as a college yeah. athlete. It's like a, that's a great point. That NIL has helped women's sports tre- tremendously. And it's, I mean, like, be honest with you, they're, they're, they are like, I don't know if it's just the wave of the women's sports or like the athletes that are in women's athletics right now, but they're, they're way more marketable than anybody you have in. Oh yeah, men's college basketball. Like right not now, a face of right now. Yeah, well, it's like I want to say it's like like who are the faces of the men's 
of the men's side right now. It's like Zach Eady and Hunter Dickinson. Hunter Dickinson, like they are yeah. marketable. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like everyone hates Hunter, which for some reason, like I don't, I like I, I will played Hunter for four years. Like I don't really have a problem with him. I think he's a good. Uh, I think he's fine. Uh, and then like Zach, I've never seen. Like I've never seen. I don't know if I've ever heard Zach Eady talk. Yeah. Like but he like, told me Zach Eady. Like... She's very marketable. You know, she does the palms up. She's got all the. She's, like, she's hitting buzzer beaters all the time now. Um, well, not even like she's on the Manning cast and like she's a great yeah. interview. Like, yeah, she, she's talking football. She's talking about the yes. Chiefs. Yeah. Which, PR nightmare. I don't know why you would out yourself as a Chiefs fan, but we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll talk to her. Uh, I know. Do, do, what do we have to do to get her on? Do you think she'll just like throw us a bone? Iowa student. Uh, I think that I think I, I think that ship is sailed. I think uh, should have gotten like two years ago. Sailed. I think it was about a year ago. We should have like been like you know what? I don't let's, even hey, know. A year ago at this time? I don't even know. No, nah, I think yeah, about a year ago. It's probably know? like two years ago. It would have been, have been the first week of this show. Like you, you had to have been like, hey, there's I, I know a person. Hey, you were <laughs> investing right now. Dang, ain't cool because she was good too the year before that. But I don't think anyone. Uh, to score thirty two hundred points, you got to be good from the second you walk off the bus. Yeah, like, but it's like I don't think, in terms of star power, I don't know if I ever saw this happening. Like that's not being here. Like it's rare that you ever have an athlete no, this big. Uh-uh. Like well, outside of outside of like, large, he, like outside of Heisman Trophy winners, it's very rare to have an athlete this popular. I mean, she's an all time college athlete. Like yeah, all time for sure. No, it's uh, it's crazy. I, I when I I just, just honestly got story when I was in Hawaii, um, I was at the bar and the women's national championships on and like people were just surrounded watching it because yeah. of her. Yeah, they're like we got to. And we this, these see are this people on walk. vacation. Yeah, no, seriously, like I'm saying, it's like we get stars, and I think it's definitely the biggest. I think it's the biggest basketball starts in Zion, for sure. Like Zion yeah, packed gyms sports. for sure. Oh, like people when. I remember when he played in the Champions Classic. It was like you, we have to see Zion play. Mm-hmm. Like this is going to be crazy. I I can't remember an athlete doing in basketball doing that since him. I think no, K- huh. K- Caitlin Clark's just got a uh, bust out of a shoe, and then we're good. And then we're there. Uh, that was crazy that we let that that, Does, that I don't think that the, she can stay for another year, could she? She can, yeah. You but it's also so. Here's the thing too: is that all of her endorsements now. Or would carry over to pro anyway. Like it's exactly. not like it's it not like the local pizza shop is paying her or something, right? It's Gatorade is paying her. Nike is paying her. It's it's all stuff that it's like before it was like, okay, you're gonna make more on NIL at Iowa, mm-hmm. which used to be true, but now it's like her deals are so big it doesn't even matter. That's I saw somebody say that it was like, Oh, what like she should just stay at Iowa again. I'm like, but that's Gatorade money. That's yeah. I hope she does. They're gonna like <laughs> I, I think Iowa is literally gonna tell her, like, we'll rename the stadium after you. Like right now, like this well, moment. Yeah, we'll give you the like we'll give you the uh, basketball arena and the baseball field. Now. Why not? <laughs> yeah, like I, you're they're just gonna have to literally like if they want, they definitely want her for another year. I don't know if they're gonna how much of an effort the NIL department is gonna make because it's like is it a lost cause? Is she just gonna go to the WNBA? But yeah. I don't know. And I hope that she brings this att- this attention carries over too because like women's college basketball is being watched more than ever right now. Yep. I hope that goes to the WNBA too. It's like the WNBA is being watched more than ever right now. Yeah. Cause again, too, like in her class, like there's Angel Reese and Van Lith, like the biggest stars women's college the basketball. Girl from had. Stanford is. Yeah. Cam- Cameron Marvel. Brink. Cameron Brink. Yep. Like there, there's 
massive stars in the women's game that are going to be rising yeah. up here soon. And hopefully, I, I hope that continues to. I don't know if that's just because they're in college or what it is, but I hope that. No, continues it's because they're marketable. It's it's yeah. it's ultimately because they're they're it's. I mean, just a wave of marketable women playing college sports right now. Yeah. Uh, uh, real quick before we move on, you just dropped a nugget about Iowa baseball. Uh, preseason rankings came out. I know. Watch out. Iowa. Watch out, guys. Uh, there's a there's an Auburn uh, Iowa matchup early in the year. Spring break. I know. Well, shout out El Hockey Libre. He wanted to do um in the kitchen road trip to oh. the to the game. When is wait? I want to it's say it's it's, it's, a, it's on it's on like a Tuesday in February. Like we, oh, I can't go to that. I wish I we'll could. See. Hang on, hang on. It's not during spring break. I know that because I I would have considered it if it was during spring break, but it's going to be tough because it's like it's the same. Like we went to Texas to open up the season to play like four teams not from Texas. Yeah. Like we, that's where we beat LSU. Reminder that that we did that. Um, but yeah, it's uh that's where that's going to be. While you're looking that up, I'm going to slowly transition us to the Golden Globes. I don't know if it's over. I have not seen any of it yet. It's got to be over by now. Um, I, I hope it is at least. I didn't watch a single minute of it. Shout out. This is to the awards season, awards shows. I feel like I used to know when they were. Like, I feel like I would hear about it like occasionally. Now it's like they've taken the Rob Bamford School of Marketing. I have, they just <laughs> happen, and I have no idea when they are. I'm like, oh, shoot, the Golden Globes are on right now? Oh, the Oscars were yesterday? I don't know. Maybe that's just like my attention to movies and stuff was better five years ago. But now I'm like, I have no idea when this stuff is. Do you agree? Yeah. What do you think? No, I, I, the only reason I knew about it, I was FaceTiming with my mom today and she mentioned it. Oh, she was like, we're watching the red carpet. You got to come see yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Like, so, I remember you watching the Golden Globes and that. I'm like, no, I'm not. Yeah. Like, I remember one year, and this is, I mean, this is over 10 years ago now where like the Oscars were on. And I was like, oh, we got to get this on. Like, we got it. I had it on early. It's like, we got to watch the Oscars. Yeah. Now, I'm like, I don't even know what's happening. Happen no I haven't seen, I can't remember the last time I had seen more than like three movies nominated for Best Picture. Like, of the movies right now, what's it? It was Golden Globes, right? Where the big, th- the big movies are Oppenheimer. I saw that. Barbie, I have not seen yet. I will see Great it eventually. Great, uh, Great movie. Well deserved. And then, like, Poor Things, I know is really good, but I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it. Killers of the Flower Moon, I know is good. I haven't seen it I yet. I haven't seen it. I saw Spider Man. I saw Spider Man across the Spider Man. <laughs> Did Spider Man get nominated? <laughs> yes, it got nominated. Okay. Uh, or like, I didn't see like <laughs> this is crazy. The Taylor Swift movie is getting all the nominations. Oh, Shout out to Taylor Swift. That's the most genius marketing ever. Is like it's the <laughs> biggest biggest tour of all time, billion dollar tour. Just put it in, film it on a camcorder and put it in the movies, and it'll sell the same Stole amount again. out. <laughs> For months, yeah, it'll just. I was in. an idiot. I was asked when I saw it was coming out. I was like, "Hey, Lenny, you want to go see that?" And she goes, "You know, like, yeah, of course I do." But then, like, we we have a good ticket for months. I was like, "Oh, good no. God!" Yeah, you got no shot. Uh, and then uh, the holdovers. My mom saw it. She said it was great. Did she? Okay. Yeah, she said it was really good. So I'm gonna go okay. see that now too. But like, I haven't seen most of these movies. I don't know what's happening. Um, I saw like there was some really awkward stuff between Timothy Chalamet. And uh, Kylie Jenner, a little PDA moment, but celebrities, Ooh. what would you expect? Uh, Joe Coy was the host. Uh, I think we're too – so I think Joe Coy is a good stand-up comedian, but I think like host is its own category. Like I think some people are really good hosts and some people are really good comedians. And Well, they from, didn't have a Ricky Gervais back. They're not having him back. 
as especially much not as you... not this week. <laughs> yeah, not, not this week. week. They're not having him back with the new uh, the list coming out. He's not get, he's not getting invited back. There's way he knows way too much. But with Joe Coy, I feel like every clip I saw was just dead silence. Yeah, over these jokes. Like, yeah, I'm like ooh, and I think too sometimes like these comedians. I think comedians are on the first wave of like realizing celebrities sometimes are full so full of crap and like everyone here is really weird and they're trying to like break the walls of that. And like uh-huh. Ricky Gervais was that monologue or that he speech genius. he did. It's the greatest host speech I think of all time. Like to open yes. up a show. I think it's one of the best ever. And you can see though, that there's like people there too, that are like, they are celebrities and stuff, but like there's people there who are like dying laughing at some of the stuff. Yes. Cause they're like, this is so stupid funny. And then you also get like, uh, shoot, like Meryl Streep, just so mad about, or like, uh, what's his name was, uh, Oh, he made some joke about who's the the woman. She was in Cats. And he made a joke about uh, uh he made a uh, furball joke that was not uh didn't go over well. It was actually half of it's like muted out. It's very funny. Um, I can't remember who it is. Unfortunately, she's a British actor. She's like a a miss. She's knighted somehow. Um, anyways, it doesn't matter. But jokes seem to be falling flat. They had the Taylor Swift one, which I thought was kind of funny. She was so mad. And his Twitter is getting lit up by a bunch of 14-year-olds right now, a bunch of 14-year-old uh, Taylor t- Swifties. I don't know even these words. Like, it looks like Succession, which, again, I haven't I, I haven't seen it. I think this is more a reflection of just like, I need to catch up on TV. Yeah. The morning show, I keep hearing it's great. I have no clue what, what happens. No idea what happens. Uh, and then, like, The Last of Us won a lot of awards. Boy, this is too, like, if a show comes out from January to March, which like The Last of Us was going on during February, I watched The Last of Us. I loved it, right? Completely forgot about it. Completely forgot. Like if if it comes out before May, I'm just going to forget that it even happened. And no clue. No clue. It's during sports. Like there's a lot going on. I don't know what's happening anymore. No, no, we're, we're deep into Fargo right now. So, yeah. You're deep into Fargo? Uh, yeah. Okay. Shout out. I think Oppenheimer won. Pretty much all the big awards. Somehow Christopher yeah. Nolan, this is the first time he's ever won Best Director. Really? What are we doing? Huh. Wait, I can name four of the movies he, he, where he should have been Best Director. Like, what are we wasting our time on? All we got three Batman. Batmans. Oh, oh Batmans. Uh, in, I, I will shoot. What? The problem is, too, it, it depends on the year it comes out in. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. I mean, shoot. Like, I, The Prestige, I think he did a great job. Mm. Like, he, the dude doesn't have Batman. Interstellar. Interstellar. Inception, great movie. Inception is a great movie. Like, he doesn't have bad movies. Even, in, like, Insomnia with Robin Williams, Al Pacino, great movie. Mm-hmm. People forget all the time. Uh, and then you got Peloton instructors are making fun of him. Did you see that? Oh, I did. That was good. Tenet. That was good. Boy, it must be. So, I started riding the Peloton uh, over Thanksgiving. Yeah, like how it. do you think? What do you think? I, I, I'm, I like it. It's good. I, I, I like it. It's, it kind of just... It, it's a good way of just like, okay, and I got full, I'm going to got, here's what I like the most about it is like, especially right now it's eating season uh-huh. and it's also football season. So it's like, uh-huh. okay, I have seven hours of a commercial free football starting up in an hour. Uh-huh. I can go ride the bike for, for 30 minutes, get uh-huh. a good workout in shower. And I don't have to worry about anything the rest of the day. Uh-huh. Well, before I like wake up like five minutes before the game starts, I'm like, oh shoot, and like crawl out of bed. Like I don't brush my teeth until like the afternoon slate. I'm like, this is a disaster. <laughs> but it's like, okay, I have something that's going to help me out now. 
like could you imagine just doing that and then like someone roast you about your work during it like they're like oh hey zach your catering business like what or like i'm listening to uh, i'm driving my peloton like oh yeah i was listening to this podcast called the in the kitchen podcast those guys suck (laughs) that's two hours of my life i'm never getting back it's like what I can't imagine. I that. saw that. that was pretty good. Now, did you did you take my advice? You get the Peloton shoes. You get the Nike shoes. Got the Nike shoes. Okay. Got the Nike good shoes. Move. They're nice and bright and orange. That's um, about our uh, neon green. But it's like I, I'm not leaving my house in these. Like I don't care. No, They're yeah. super comfortable. They are very comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I've never worn the other Peloton shoes. I didn't even give them a try. I haven't either. I was just you know those. That's what I was reading, and that's what my wife told me was. Oh, so I'm taking like fourth hand opinion on this. What are Peloton shoes? Might be. Peloton shoes might be comfortable though. You've never worn them. Mm. I thought I thought you tried them. I, I can look at them and tell that I, I I got old feet. Like my feet can hurt a little bit, and I had to go with the most comfortable option. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, that's all I have. Congrats, Golden Globes. Uh, what did you want to say? Uh, February twenty third, Jacksonville, Florida, in the kitchen road trip, Iowa versus. Is it a weekend Auburn. even? It's a Friday night. Yeah, okay, I have no shot. Yeah. How am I, how am I gonna <laughs> it's not happening? How's I'm that just, I, I didn't even look up to see if like my wife's in another side of the room like perked up and be like, you're out of your damn uh Okay. Y'all, uh, y'all got, got a really good schedule, by the way. Like good teams? Uh, so um uh, start the season, you go what you go Seton Hall, Ball State, Lehigh. Okay. But then you go Auburn, Virginia, Wichita State. Okay, Wichita State you got good. Yeah, then you got an at Ole Miss series. Mm. Then you have a at Jacksonville State, which is a sneaky good baseball program series. Mm-hmm. And then you got at Georgia. We're just going around the South. You're just, you're just making waves to the SEC. Coach. We got eastbound and down. That's right. <laughs> Let's go. So big year yeah, for I, big year. The the boy. I mean, it's when you have the boy Brody Brack. Like he's he slinging about four thousand miles an hour. Like he's there's a clip of him. I think his first three pitches against LSU were all over a hundred. Like I, he's on a different level. Shout out to uh, and the boy Ben Wilmus too. Shout out all the boys, the Iowa baseball okay. program. The boys are coming. They're going to be hot. Hellerball. Hey, pre- Hellerball is coming. Top twenty. It's, we're going to jump that up. Okay. All right. I only care about mm-hmm. the end of the season. Also, I mean, shoot, if we don't have post graduation, I just go to road to Omaha. Why not? How far is that? How far drive is that? From Iowa City or from Iowa City? I uh, probably like five hours, but I guess. Okay. Or no, I've always wanted to go. Probably man. close. It's probably, uh, yeah. four. We'll call it four. The, I don't know. It's, Off the top of my head. it's one of the last sporting events on my bucket list. If I was there, we are there. I'm saying that now. <laughs> Everyone's going. We're going to do a live podcast from behind the, live behind, behind the behind the home plate. Let's do a live podcast. We'll talk about like what's yeah. what's going on. Teams, what's going on then? NBA Finals. We'll talk about Jokic. Probably no. Maybe, it'll be over know. with. I think it'll be over like the week before. No way. They pushed it back. I said the last week of June. The like NBA Finals or no the World Series? World Series. Wow. Okay. It's late. Yeah. Actually, last week of June. Oh my! This season never ends. <laughs> um, hey, it's no break. Yeah, regional. I mean, May thirty first through June third is the regional. So then you've got the next week to so yeah, that third third week of June. 
That's insane. That's late. All right. All right. Let's get out of here, though. This podcast has been long. Uh, no trivia, unless I don't know. Tri- uh, is there like a Golden Globes thing? You know, off the top. I of got head? nothing. No, I, got I have nothing. no idea. I have. No, I know nothing about anything. Uh, that's our show. Thank you for listening. If you're still here, probably going to be a national championship, like 20 minute podcast coming up. I don't know. Yeah, let's do it. We'll see if it's a blowout. It's not happening. I'm just telling you that right now. Uh, we'll see you soon. June 14th live podcast from Omaha, Nebraska. Mm, we'll be there. Go Hawks. Yeah. We'll see you there. Or Eagle, I guess too. Maybe I, yeah, Iowa. Absolutely. No, we're, we're, uh, we're, we're pretty high up there in the preseason ranking as well. So, you know, All good right. shot. Good should be a good college baseball season. There you go. We will see you soon.